that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have you been doing today? Greetings and good afternoon. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So the day has come. The triumvirate has returned. We are united once more as the tripartite pact. Shouldn't have said that. Anyway, the what? Uh, history <laughs> pact. <laughs> it is a pact. Anyway, so we have returned. Brock, Byron, and Alex. After so many weeks, how are you doing, guys? Well, I feel like I haven't left radio to be honest, and I don't know why. Something tells me I haven't. No, you're annoying presence. You'll just always be here. <laughs> but yeah, always been live on air. Always, always, always. Well, we were just, we were, both of us, Byron and I, we were stuck as producers. It was awful, wasn't it? It was terrible. And I found out why. Why? Because I've been doing this longer than you guys, barely, but so has Alex. So he's like, the choice came down to who's done it the least. The least. So they felt sorry for you. That's what it was. The pity party. Well, I have an interesting theory about that myself, to be honest. I feel like it's just because you're so demanding, Byron, that they were punishing you. <laughs> well, anyway, some of the content we have for this week of Hump Day Vibes, we're going to be discussing the Terminator trailer, and we have some more nerd talk, talking about some creepy AI from a Samsung. And we're going to be talking about the Australian elections. Ooh. But anyway, anyway, we've got a song coming up, Away by Dora Jackson. Stay tuned. And that was Away by Dora Jackson. Now for this episode of Hump Day Vibes, it's now time for the long-awaited return, and the quite demanded. Who will win? Who will fail? It is now time for the Weekly Challenge! I can just see the sense of just absolute joy from you, Brock, after hearing that sting. It's been so long, man. Such Ugh. a relief. But uh, anyway, I think... Since it's exams around the corner, I think this challenge introduced by me will be quite significant. No caffeine for a week. You're a monster. I am a monster, I know. But it you're, has you're, to be done. No, does you, it, 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 it is like, it does make you addicted, I think. It is very addictive. Yeah, but you're a monster still. Yes. That's terrible. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I get what you're saying. The energy drink. Monster. Uh, caffeine. <laughs> hey. I miss puns. I miss the puns. <laughs> But uh, do you think I'm probably I'm certainly going to fail it? Oh yeah, I think um, I don't think I'm going to fail it though because luckily for me, I've already had my caffeine for today, and ah. so at this point on, I'm just going to be going off that caffeine high for the rest of the week. Just that one. Just that one iced coffee. What if you like crash like right in the middle of the week while you're trying to study? Or do you have any studies? I'm actually done for the semester, man. Do you only do like wow. one unit? I told you I'm part time, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, so if you feel this challenge, you will, like, have a... You'll certainly be shamed. Yeah, although it is actually going to be very difficult for me, though, because, yeah, I drink coffee and whatnot, but I'm also a pretty big fan of Coke and whatnot, so uh, that has caffeine in. What about tea? Does tea have caffeine? Tea has caffeine in. No. I looked this up. I was very confused when I looked this up, because... This is going to be hard. We had a conversation about this, and it was like, tea doesn't have... I'm like, does it have it? And then, And then it's actually quite a small dosage. And that's really confusing to me because I thought the whole point of tea was that you didn't have to. So it's like green tea and, well, like not all tea has it, but some has it. And that's the really confusing part to me because well, my perspective you know? was it's not. 
Exactly. Like, um, like the purpose of drinking tea is to have something without caffeine, even though it sort of does have a tiny bit. Like the, for the purposes of having coffee, it's to wake you up and have that caffeine dose. But yeah, I think uh, Byron and myself are going to feel miserably in this challenge. But if you feel, Brock, I've got this man. Deep sense Don't of worry. shame on you. I've got it. Well, anyway, we shall find out next week to see if we succeed or not. Anyway, coming up now, we have the song Empty Spaces by Tether. Stay tuned. And that was When You Get Home by Nancy Shipper. And before that was Dance Monkey by Tones and I. You are listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byron and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page and also our own website, humpdayvibes.com. So... Brock, apparently you have an important statement to make, I believe? Yes. So even though our current university semester is pretty much just ended, I just wanted to inform you two guys that did you know class sign-ups was today? Yes. Yes. Oh, you did? I was not happy about it. (laughs) Okay, because I was kind of hoping you guys were going to say no and then just panic on air, but... uh, Okay, I guess not then. We're not the people that panic, Brock. We're very calm. All the good classes are already filled. Really? Are they? Okay, I signed up 15 minutes late, and Ooh. I missed out on essentially the perfect roster. Ooh, oh, unlucky. I haven't signed up at all. I haven't even chosen the units yet. Ah, well, I chose my units yesterday. You mean it's a unit? bit early, though, do you think? No, it, it is. For, you know, it should be like in the middle of the holiday, so you can like collect yourself and oh, all I'd that. Oh, I'd say once exams are finished, so maybe like in a week, two weeks' time. Yeah, that would be, yeah. well, been ideal, because you've got exams in your mind. Mm. But anyway, we got some interesting topics to talk about, because recently we had a trailer for the new Terminator movie, and I believe you two wanted to rant about the CGI, is it getting any better or is it getting worse? Well, it's getting horrible. I thought it was terrible. It is absolutely horrible. And this is what I want to bring up first. So you compare this movie and nice uh, shake right there, Byron. I'm calling you out on there for that one. Yeah. Just shook the uh, paper right there. You're not following the script. But uh, anyways, so you compare movies from the old times. <laughs> and we're back to the day. <laughs> You, Don't, we're not starting a trend here. Yeah, Stop. You compare movies from old times to now. CGI now, from all the technology and advancements, mm. it somehow looks faker than what it did back then. And I feel like that's because... We're relying we on props. it too much. Yeah, and we're relying on it too much. We need to bring back proper props. Practical effects. Exactly. Yes. That's why I think like some of the absolute golden standard movies were like from the 70s and 80s, especially when it comes to horror as well. Like, for me, the best example of this was Alien. I would say that was good, but I would rate Terminator 2 as something that has withstood the test of time Excellent by far. CGI, yeah, definitely. But, it, okay, it was a combination of CGI and practical effects. Yeah. And that's where things work out really well. If you look at the, what was it, T-1000, the just metallic thing, and it comes mm. out and you're like, okay, I know exactly what that thing is because it is coming out of the ground and being, like, all gooey and stuff. And you're like, okay, yeah, that doesn't look th- that great, but... And they did use some interesting like, yeah. practical effects for the T-1000, yeah. whether it was like sliced in half. I mean, it was like half of it was like dangling off him, wasn't it? And yeah, that and was an actual was costume. The T-800, yeah. We're no, Arnie. it wasn't the t- T-1000's the villain. Yeah, but the T-800 is the Arnie. Is Arnie yeah. yeah. And and Kabam. Yeah, but then, okay, so here's the other problem. So James Cameron made the first two masterpieces, I thought. They were great. And then number three, we'll call it three, four, five. I enjoyed them as movies, but they were trash, really, if you think about it. So they, you would call them guilty pleasures, almost. Oh, okay. Number three, kind of guilty pleasure. Number four, five, eh. 
Just, eh. just don't care about. Like, I've watched them once. <laughs> and when you look back at movies you want to watch again, mm. they don't fall onto that. And I'll also define that as a good movie or not if I want to watch it again. Mm. And also, like, another set of movies I think is a, a fantastic example of the perfect blend of CGI and practical effects. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Come on. That's Why are you looking at me like that, Byron? Because I don't have, what is it, 10 hours to watch <laughs> three movies? Well, I mean, if you... So you say you have, I mean, <laughs> you have watched it, though. I have watched the extended versions of it Good. on DVD. That's what I was going to suggest. And wow, there goes my day. Well, yeah, but that's a day, that's a day well spent, Byron. Also on that, though, Lord of the Rings... That is still some. I'm going to call it a classic movie at this point. It that is, is. It's 2000. Yeah, 2000, 2003. Yeah, that's early 2000s, and that was still when it was still kind of. What's the, what was the wording used before when I said props? Uh, practical effects. Practical effects. That was still that. Compare that to now, where it's got way more CGI. Compare it to like yeah. You know, compare the Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit. Exactly. Well, to be fair though, I don't entirely blame Peter Jackson because apparently he was like rushed a lot when making that. And he didn't have, like, three years. Because I think... Excuses. Could, uh, no, he's a good director. Leave him be. But because, like, for The Lord of the Rings, he had, like, three years of preparation before he even started filming. But uh, when Peter Jackson joined The Hobbit, like, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, he was, like, a year and a half filming it, and he decided to do something entirely new with it. So, basically, they were having to rush everything for The Hobbit, which is a real shame. But I think they didn't... They shouldn't have done three movies. But, anyway, that was our rant about CGI. Coming up next, we have this song, To Your Hearts, by Cry Club. And that was On Grind by Dulcie. Uh, before that, it was Outsider by Shahre. I'm not sure if I can pronounce that correctly. You're correct. I am correct? Well, that's good. Well, anyway, for this episode of Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, guess what it is, Brock? What? We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. We could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. Oh, that's so good. So good. <laughs> but anyway, Byron, I think you want to lead to something about a creepy form of AI in a Samsung. Yeah, so Samsung has uh, essentially created a realistic, uh, has a realistic looking AI, which essentially takes a picture and turns it into a talking 3D image. Ooh. That is creepy. And it's just technology essentially evolving. But the potential for fake news for it yeah. is astonishing. It could be technology running amok. Yeah. And this is where I guess people have been warning about AI going further and further each year, going there's potential for it to be really bad. But this is where I see it, and I see where we've got to draw the line. I feel like this is essentially open to abuse for government well the government can do it the anyone that gets a hand on it essentially can abuse stuff with it it could certainly lay the foundations for a future dystopian society maybe we're just like maybe i'm reading too much sci-fi because it's always it's always pessimistic you never know correct me if i'm wrong though but uh you had one job <laughs> yeah, byron the paper again byron okay so what i was going to say is Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but with this new technology, if it's creating a... It's just taking an image and making like a full-on thing. Could this potentially be used to get someone to be falsely accused of crime? I think it would be used to falsely omit a crime. In what sense? Oh, for example, it can mimic voices as well. Because this is actually the second build on top of it. Because originally they just took a voice 
and one image and was able to manipulate it doing facial features and stuff like that. But now they're at the point where it's, you know, the one image is essentially doing the whole turnaround, essentially. Especially in today's age of social media, where many people are in a situation of it's guilty until proven innocent. There's no yeah, such that's, thing as that's due the process. Other I guess if you see something upload and, okay, this is where I see something can happen right now. In the unforeseeable future, if this actually happens, if, say, Trump passes, but they don't want to elect someone new. They use this technology to do announcements of him using old images and essentially just using that to manipulate something. And it could do it for them instead of having to spend all the time having to program it and, you know, digitally edit it. That sounds really scary because potentially in that case, you might be able to slowly creep in more rules and whatnot where... It's just going to be the one president for the entire time. And that person just keeps going and going and going and control mm. controls the world. It also sort of scares me. It also reminds me of like solo the uh, tech giants, but the social media, because I don't like the way they almost have like essentially like a monopoly on global communications. And they have all these rules and everything and people could just be silenced and all that. So, yeah, technology could lead us into very scary situations. But uh, I don't know. I have faith in the ability of the human race to persevere through such things. I feel like Mark Zuckerberg mm. is a robot. Have you yes, seen the interviews with him? <laughs> Have you seen him that, especially during the court kiss? Yeah. And he's like, just staring. It doesn't even blink. Yeah, he, it, he's staring. There's no emotions on his face. You're looking going, is he? And then it'd be like, we make money through ads and then just, just creepily smiles. And you see the way he <laughs> sips water as well. He just Yeah. Like, well, it's very tiny. You guys have heard of robot, but I'm kind of thinking he's more reptilian than anything. But <laughs> how? So you think it's like a Gorn from Star Trek? Uh, no, what's that? What's, yes. that, what's that? It's, no, it's from V. You know the one where like they tear the face off of the person. You see this like reptilian skin. Uh, no, I do not know that. No. Anyway, so, you know, is it a movie I should watch? Eh, it's all right. <laughs> I have seen that movie. Good. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. No, definitely not. Be- Listen, because if Brock, you're not, <laughs> stop trying to blend it. We know who you are. Brock does not watch movies. If you're just tuning in, Brock does not watch movies at all. This is gospel. Yeah, just like it's written in the walls that Brock just doesn't watch movies, and I like it that way. <laughs> I don't. It's really annoying sometimes. It's weird. I'm like, oh, have you seen this movie? No. No. Anyways, on that rather depressing and weird note, we've got the song Johnny Runaway by Tones and I. Stay tuned. And that was Moon Saloon, Heartbreak, and before that, Eliana Motion. And I love that song. That was a great one. Yeah, no worries. You can thank me for that one. Yeah, I will thank you for that one. Thank you, Brock. <laughs> thank you, Brock. <laughs> we love you. Thank you, Brock. Oh. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. If you like us, like our Facebook page. And what's that Facebook page? You don't Hump have Day to like Vibes. us. You don't have to like us individually, but just like the show. Yeah, like the show. Definitely I mean, like the please show. Please like me individually too. <laughs> <laughs> I need friends. Friends. And also check us out if you've missed the show. You can hear all the talking parts without the music on our Facebook page, which is humpdayvibes.com. Yeah. You mean uh, web page, not web Facebook page. page. Sorry, web page. <laughs> you got it. What yeah. an old school pirate here. Uh, He's ancient. <laughs> because we were off air for a bit. I came up with a little itty-bitty game for Brock and Alex to play to see who's been paying attention in the last six weeks. Pay attention to what? That's the question. The game is, what have these songs, which I'm going to play you a little clip of each one, have in common? Uh, Here we go. Are you ready? I am ready. Sure. Okay. Here we go. And chime up any time 
you think you know where it is. Can I do Holy like a... Show, can do I we do clap? Like a, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm leaving the microphone. Just go... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make a sound if we get it. What? No idea so far. Shh. <laughs> Paying attention to the lyrics. Can you hear it? Oh yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh yeah. Eurovision. No. No. Uh, what? What? Is this all songs from Fort Brots? Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were the first songs you played every single week. Ah, uh, okay. Not well, really yes. every week. Every week. Well, yep. I just didn't pay attention because I was only one focusing on Sabaton, as you know. Ah, yes. So, wait, 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 wait a second. That can't be correct. It has to be correct because I went off your rundown. Okay, no, but... Wait, you only played like four songs then, didn't you? Yes, there's six of them. Yes, okay, never mind. You are correct because one of our weeks was a heavy metal theme. Yeah. So... I would have recognised one of them. Yeah, that's what I mean. That wasn't included, so... So, yeah. the first songs you played for the... Fort Brox was your first day was Demon Days, Hans Bree, then mm-hmm. Amaze Me Charles, and then Royal East, My Message, and then Lake Malawi. I don't know. Lake Malawi. I'm glad you can say that. I can't. Uh, a friend of a friend. Then Wolf Mother, Joker Around the Thief, and Tones and I, Dance Monkey. Hey, we played that today. Yeah, we did. But yeah, anyways, that was just well, that was a little, song, though. little game to see if you guys have been paying attention. Obviously, no, Brock we're on our own. Attention. I was just too much like focused on just being a good producer for those weeks, you know, just keeping an eye on Brock. I was focusing, staying on radio. I'm yeah. like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I worked my way onto it just because I wanted to play a game on my host. But that was another story. And I might introduce one of those in later, a theme that you might be able to interact with. You know, guess on our Facebook page. But that'll be for next week. That is a great idea, Byron. Until next time. Well done. Yes. Well done. You're just fantastic, Byron. So <laughs> now we're talking about the election. Ooh. So firstly, we should have probably covered this when we were on air for Com 3 on 3, which was the other program we were working on while we were on Hump Days on Hiatus. We were too much focused on like, just making propaganda videos and all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you two were. And I was too busy making sure my show actually ran. But anyway, so the Liberals got elected. Yeah. Are you guys happy with it? I'm fairly apolitical when it comes to Australian politics. I'm... Well, I'd like to... Eh. Like, I was voting for, like, a mix of, like, Labour and Green, but I wasn't, like, distraught when Liberals got in. I was just like, eh, what can you do? Well, personally, that's not my preference for what I voted for. But at the end of the day, what I think is that Clearly, the way I live my life and the social circles that I'm surrounded with and the people I interact with, clearly I'm involved in a sort of echo chamber where my opinions are shared by the people who I talk to a lot. Mm. And clearly that isn't the same as what the majority of Australia thinks. So, yeah. Mm. I don't really think it's like the end of the world, as a lot of others are saying. But, uh, you know, it's certainly disappointing. But in the end, it's democracy. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's not democracy. Yeah, the Queensland thing. No, no. Oh, no, the um, actually, proportional representation. Yes. Yeah. So, some, it was like 10% voted for Greens. Yeah. But they only got one seat. How does that work out? It doesn't. And I think this proportional res- representation doesn't actually happen properly. Mm. 
And that's I see that as a big problem. Okay, um, just on that topic. So 10% may have voted for Greens in total. But it depends remember, on the region yeah, as well. Yeah, we also and do things po- on electorates. And how like, yes. populated that region yeah. is. So, so, for example, in total, we I'll just say, say for example, I'll just use WA, South Australia, uh, Tasmania, and New South Wales, for example, just those four. So, for example, say if they just had uh, 2.5% each, that makes up 10. That still doesn't mean out of those percentages that they're going to be above the other candidates. So that's why they could pretty much get, say, 10% overall, but only get one seat. It just depends on the electorate which actually wins. But that's where I see the problem, though. Okay, we are voting for an electorate, right? But say for WA, I do like our... Or for in the area of Borogoon, I do like Eratangini or something. Anyways, I do like our person that is elected right now. But when it comes down to it, I don't think it's... The proportions are correct. I think there should be two levels to it. I mean, there is, though, because it's preferential voting system. So if your person doesn't get the seat, the one you've got as number two will get it. Yes. And, so, and, so, and thus four. <laughs> yeah, but a 10% vote, that is a big number. I'm sorry, 10% of Australia, that's what? How, how many? What's the population? 2.5? Uh, Australians, Australia's population is like 25, yeah. Yeah, so 2.5 million people vote and they only get one representative in the Senate? Yeah. Or uh, so in the, you know, in our government. That seems kind of a bit skewed, to be honest. Mm. I mean, does it though? Because you remember, uh, 25 million are getting in total. Okay, so only 2.5 are voting for the ones which we voted for. But remember, I'm doing a, I'm going to fail in the math here. I can't think right now, but the 22 and a half aren't voting for them. So, I mean, I think like that's proportionately fair. So, shouldn't that be, but still, shouldn't they have 10% seats? Well, no, because it's based on preferential voting and like what, who no. wins the electorate. It's not based yeah, on total number. But that's the problem. That's, I reckon that's a problem with our system. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's a lot better than other countries in the world. Let's just say that. I mean, yeah, but. Like, I mean, if there's an electoral system in the US, well, ooh, another story there entirely. And we're not diving into that can of worms. But when yeah, it comes that's a down bit too to different. it, yeah, but when it comes down to it, I think we got a problem there. And I think that needs to be fixed. Is it actually a problem, though? I question. think it is. Personally, I think that if you have such a large amount of the world, Australia's population voting for that, and then they're only having one person actually representing what they believe in, that's a problem. And. I think that needs to be adjusted and fixed. I, I get, I do get what you're saying. Sort of, sort of like stick, uh, like uh, st- strictly stick to like uh, statistics, really. Oh no, I believe. Okay, right now, yeah, everyone votes for pe- like for a party for the Senate, mm. and then votes for essentially you know Liberals, Labour, and they vote for their local electric- electorate. But I think that we need the system needs to be adjusted for the amount of votes going to. Say your local electorate when there's like a Greens there and X amount of people vote for the Greens. I feel like there's a problem. Like I didn't, but just saying I didn't vote for the Greens, but I saw the stats and I think there's a problem there. Mm. This is why I'm saying it now. I think there's a problem when 10% of the people vote for it and they only have one person representing it in there. That being said though, I do think you're looking at things from a countrywide perspective though, which at the end of the day, that's what you need to. But remember, when people are voting, they're not voting countrywide. They're actually voting pretty much like in their region, in, in their region sort of thing. And then you combine all the regions up, and that's where the ten percent number comes from. And that is, even though like it may seem sort of unfair if there's ten percent and they've only got one, if you really like check them all out, it's not actually going to be. I mean, it's not going to be unfair because clearly 
a majority of the regents aren't actually voting for these people as much as what we think they are. If you just look at it from a perspective of, oh, yeah, so you're voting for just the party and whatnot, you know what? Yeah, fair enough if it's just one person, but it's not just a whole party you're voting for. You're voting for each person in each, like, electorate, essentially. Not always, but I do understand your perspective of that there. I see it as there needs to be another representation that exists in our government for that 10%, essentially. And I feel like, for example, the Liberals have won a lot of seats. And I feel like they have too many seats and do not represent the country properly. But that's just my personal opinion of that. I think that just brings it back to what I said before with the echo chamber. Yeah. And I'm going to preface this because people can find out. I I voted for Greens, so that was my my preference. Half my friends like Labour because they're tradies. Half like Liberals. There's the Greens uh, fans. There's one that likes Pauline. (laughs) Let's not even bother mentioning that. But yeah. And it's just... What I about feel like Clive Palmer? Mm. Yeah, no, $70 million doesn't win one seat. Uh, <laughs> and then the lovely Ikea ad. Yeah. <laughs> but, eh. it still, though, like, I think even though it may the results may not be what I personally wanted, I think there's a silver lining in, involved in there. And that's all I'm just going to leave it with. People mm. can take with that what they want. I think the really the, the important thing, in my opinion, is just to stay secular, secular and moderate in a lot of your views, I would say. Try not to be too radical in a lot of things. I just say don't vote what your parents are saying. Mm. Get informed. Yeah. That's my Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Francis Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, coming up next, here's Hugh Blue running the circles. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. And that was Denise. Dennis, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We just discussed this. Uh, You're so rusty. (laughs) I am so rusty. That was Dennis Trapdoor. And before that was Boy Imaginary Boys which I also enjoyed. Didn't enjoy the other one, though, but we won't talk about that. If you just tuned in, you'll listen to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. Now, what are we talking about now? I believe it's the uh, state what? emblem thing, an old topic that... Was we were a- just not able to express our opinions on it. But, yes. You know, we have a desire to do so. Well, you do. I don't, I don't really care. I do. I really do. Oh, do you? <laughs> you do too, though. Yeah. You and the swans. So, <laughs> okay, so basically, uh, of course, everyone understands that um, the swan is what's on WA's state flag and the state emblem. So there's been some talk recently about adding a quokka to that or actually changing it f- to a quokka f- from the swan. I so, like this idea. You like that idea? I love quokkas. See, I am a fan of maybe let's have both, I guess. What I guess, about a uh, See, quendas aren't just a WA thing, though. Mm. And there's another reason for that. What? A certain lecturer would go about on about them for way too long, and now I hate the idea of it. <laughs> oh, wow. What certain lecturer? The wonderful one that we all love and appreciate. All her time she put in for us. Oh, right. right you right, know right. which one we're on about? No. Okay, then. Give me a hint. Professor McGonagall. Okay. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just coming up with a random name. But, um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm in support of maybe adding a quokka to it. I don't think we should get rid of the swan because I feel like the swan and the swan river, it has a huge, absolutely huge significance to WA. Yeah, but swans are nasty birds. Have you ever encountered one in real life, the way they just chase you? Maybe maybe it's time for us to have our revenge. So, they, like, you know, their image is torn down from society. Revenge of the swan. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I have nasty memories of swans in Ireland that I'd be chased away by one. We'll just think about this, okay? Life. Where do quokkas exist? Rat's nest. 
Yes, on Rat Nest Island. Mm-hmm. Rat Nest Island? <laughs> you do know why that it actually used to be called Rat's Nest, Yes, because right? I thought it was big rats on there originally. Okay, okay good. I yeah. remember. You got my reference. Thank yes. you. So, I feel like because they pretty much exist there in a small sanctuary, we should probably include it. It's very West Australian. People, come, It's a tourist attraction too. Hey, Indeed come come here. Go to Rot Nest, which is firstly a great day trip. And then get a selfie with a quokka. Post it online. Share with your friends. And they'll See, do that. I think the selfie or the quokka, though, it's now become like the Western Australian equivalent of people like leaning, you know, doing that leaning tower of Pisa pose. <laughs> you know, that's the Australian, Western Australian version of that. I swear, if I ever, ever, ever see someone posting a, you know, that blue dock thing that exists uh, on the Swan River, it's just... Uh, oh, sorry, I do that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you got yeah, really yeah. excited there for a second. <laughs> no, because literally every second white girl has done that on Instagram. Yes, yeah. exactly. Every like every second one, I'm guaranteed. You go on a random person's Instagram, especially if they're exchange students as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. always do. They've done it. But although, uh, just want to quickly change topics though. So because we are uh, talking about the changing things, so this isn't about changing things, but it's also about an addition. And so um, the city of Fremantle have been considering adding in the indigenous name to Fremantle. So as a name, you can say along with Fremantle. So the indigenous name for Fremantle is Wadyalup. So, it can be considered like you can either say either. So, it's going to have two names. And I'm in great support of that. Yeah, why not? Why? One? What do you mean, why? Why are you support for it, though? Well, you know, they're the original custodians of this land. Yes, but why are you in... Why are you choosing for that? Like, why do you believe that should be the name? We, okay, do you believe... No, no, no. It, it like no, that? it can be both. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like... It's not going to be replaced. It's not going to be replaced. It's the same with, like, say, Mandra. No one says, like, the original Aboriginal name for it, because I think it's, like, Mandragurdup or something yeah, like that. But uh, no, everyone just says Mandra, so I don't think it's really going to be much of an issue for anyone. Oh, okay. Well, if, it, if it's just going to be another option for people to call it, fine. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. No and I feel like, why why not? You know, we should be, like, celebrating the original name. Oh, okay. okay see, that's the thing. I thought you were saying replacing it, and I kind of was like, well, I don't think people get bored with it. No, no, it's just one of those no. things similar to uh, Uluru and Ayers Rock. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So you, you can choose an, which either way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And yeah, I, I, I just figured I'd bring that up because we were talking about either replacing or adding in the cocker and the swan. I'd so, agree with you on that, actually. Then yeah. that's probably good to have. He just had a lot of stuff on his chest. Like, Brock just needed to get it out, you know? Exactly. <sighs> <laughs> Exhale. Okay. Breathe, man. Coming up next, here's uh, Fields. Glass arms. <laughs> wait, it took you a while to recall. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second, Byron. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Hope you enjoy this song. Yeet. And that was Scream by Against the Current. And before that, we had Not Good Enough by Aspie Jones and Glass Arms by Fields. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 with Brock, Byron and Alex. Now, Byron, I do believe that you had a bit to talk about in regards to the new Batwoman TV series. I do. I am very disappointed they even brought this thing out. So why are you disappointed? Because I haven't... I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen much about this. Okay, firstly, it's part of the Arrowverse, which is essentially Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow... And now... Supergirl as well? Or is she yeah, a Super different Supergirl is technically part of it because they do crossovers. Mm. But I find it's trash. It is. Um, like, I think it used to be decent, but I don't know. Just for me, it never really appealed to me because it always just looked a bit too 
generic, I suppose. But I guess th- I'm just sort of sick of superhero movies none of these days or anything like I that. I am. Oh, it's a TV series, and I'm mm. sick of it as well. And this one's. I mean, there's this cardinal rule where you can't put Batman on a TV series for a long time. Yeah. And it's really annoying that they can't. But I mean, at the same time, I just just annoys me that they're doing this. I do have some hope for it because, firstly, they. I love Batman. I absolutely love Batman. And if you do me wrong by Batman, I will hate you forever. But, <laughs> so as example, Ben Affleck. Well, but, uh, I think it was decent casting. Like, he looked amazing as Batman, like in the suit and everything. But, uh, no, I can, you know, talk some bad things about Batman. I have a comic where he was arrested by Judge Dredd. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a comic crossover with uh, Judge Dredd called Judgment on Gotham. And, uh, yeah, he was arrested. That's kind of interesting. I, uh... I've got the comic. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. Well, I just feel like... Okay, so I watched the trailer. There's some nice fighting scenes. There's a nice scene where... What's... I don't even know bloody name. Anyway, so I need to know a name, but I don't know it. And it's frustrating. But anyway, so she dresses in the Batman costume, essentially. Has it molded her. And then you see, you know, it happen- her fighting. And then it gets replaced. And she gets the black cape and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because, don't get me wrong, I have potential. I think there's so much potential for it. But at the same time, I don't know if it's going to happen and know if it's going to sell because this is the same thing that happens with every Arrowverse show. It just looks so cheap First as well. episode is always good. Mm-hmm. First episode is great normally. And then it goes downhill real quick. Yeah. Usually first season, usually maybe at the midway point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. You already know I haven't seen any of these and have no idea what you guys are talking about. No, right? like I'm in the same, I'm sort of in the same situation as you. I don't really watch the Arrowverse at all, so I can't really judge. Arrowverse and the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, all that sort of stuff. Like, it just doesn't interest me. Hey, I just don't watch any of it. I think superheroes are just today's westerns, you know? They are. Yeah. And we are way past the superhero saturation. I mean, luckily vampires are gone. But yeah. what's what's going to come next, though? Like, do you think the vampires is going to just come back now, or what do you think? We never know. Well, I think perhaps with um, the Lord of the Rings TV show, there might be a resurgence in just standard good old fantasy as well. In terms of movies, not TV shows, but... I'm just wondering what is the next show that will replace, essentially, what we consider the, the primetime one? Essentially, well, there's one show. Game of Thrones was the primetime, and now it's... Until season eight. Well, we don't talk about that. Sorry, don't talk about it. But no, there is one show that I think has the potential to overtake it. Apart from the Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime show, like I have my hopes for that. But do you know of the um, the Dark Materials books? No, I do not. Please, the Northern explain. Lights. You know the Golden Compass universe. Nope, no idea. That those three books, um, the Northern Lights, the um, the Subtle Knife and the Amber Spyglass. I think that universe, it's its so detailed and it has such potential to be a good show. And it will be made as a TV show. So you know that movie, The Golden Compass? Yes, I know of it. Yes, and it didn't really portray the book that well. I have no idea, but keep going. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, um, if they try to... Because the thing is, though, you do have a... really You have a really big disadvantage you're trying to condense a huge book into just, like, one movie. But, um, yeah, I think... I have my hopes for the Dark Instruments. I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum here, and I'll talk about it after we come back from the next song, though. But I want to keep on this topic about what we think is going to be the next TV show, which is going to hit it big and whatnot. And I've got an idea which I want to share with you guys. But anyways, though, we do have another song coming up, and this one is a request, actually. Yes. uh, 
we've had a request from Sam, uh, Samantha, sorry, from Spearwood, and she wants to us to play Mansion Air Astronaut. So this is for you. And it's coming up right now. And that was High Hopes by Amber Liu. And before that, we had Darius Smile by Demon Days. And honestly, before that, though, we're not meant to uh, back announce it because we've already forward announced it. But because there was a request, I'm going to do it again. So I'd like to say thanks to Samantha for requesting that song. And that was Astronaut by Mansion Air. Hi, Samantha. Hey, Samantha. So, (laughs) (laughs) wow. (laughs) I guess, yeah. We had a fan and now we're going to lose one. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, though, um, welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Freeway 107.9 FM. See that Byron made a noise? Byron and Alex. What? Byron made a noise, by the way. Yeah, but he makes lots of noises with his mouth. We kind of just ignore him. It was with the chair. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I let down the chair. I was like, I'm a little too high. Oh, the microphones are... Oh, it's too late oh, now. <laughs> uh, one job, Byron. Anyways, though, uh, what I was talking about before the songs, though, is we were having a discussion about TV shows and which we think is going to be the next big hit. I kind of teased you at the end there, and so I'm going to say it now. So, there is going to be a live action version of Sword Art Online, which has been picked up by Netflix. Ooh, see, I have little faith in Netflix right now. I have faith in this one, just from what I have uh, seen and read. And Alex, have you any have any idea what Sword Art Online is? No, an RPG, I would guess. Yes, so it's a RPG MMO game, uh, which they get trapped in the game, and then they, just to sum it all up, if you die in the game, you die in real life, and <laughs> why are you giving me looks, Byron? You know <laughs> you know exactly what, why. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you die in the game, you die in real life, and they're making a live adaptation of it. But it, it's based around a anime. Yes. That's what it's based around. You weebs. <laughs> but anyway, there is another um, TV show going on Netflix based on books and video games, The Witcher. Ooh, that could be good. Oh, that's good. Um, Henry Cavill yeah, as Geralt. I have so much hope for that, but I've seen the armor they're wearing, and I'm so disappointed. Let's just I, like I don't like test footage because it never really looks good. But let's just wait until we see the main trailers for it, and then we can judge it. Yeah, I am. I am going to give both of them a go, but you're you know, not optimistic. I'm not. I'm really not. I've been let down too many times recently by games being made into things and. Mm. Well, what it, it was based on some books, though. Do you want to know why I am having faith in this one, though? Why? Because they're keeping it as close to the source material as possible. And so, with the castings and whatnot, if they're from Japan, the people who are being cast are going to be from Japan. If they're from somewhere else, they're going to be cast from somewhere else, you know? Because there's lots of different uh, people from around the world in the show, and that's what they're going to be doing, and they're casting for that. So, I have faith that it's going to be pretty... Spot on to what's in the original source. I just really hope they don't sexualize it like the anime. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's anime. Can, that's inevitable. We, we can ignore that part for the time being. You know, <laughs> I mean, that being said, though, Game of Thrones and all other uh, shows, they sexualize things as well. So I think it's kind of a double standard in a way, to be honest. Just as long as they avoid the tentacles. Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Uh, <laughs> because there is a small yeah, one episode moment and it's just terrible. Yeah, we can just ignore that part. That didn't happen. I, I like to pretend it didn't happen. Season two never happened. Perhaps they have. Perhaps no, they no, no, just no. have those things where it's like just the shock value. Season like, one. Sorry, 1. season 5. one. Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. The second core of the first season. That's what I meant. But <laughs> but Witcher though, Alex. Oh uh, uh, well, the books are excellent, and um, I played The Witcher two, and I loved The Witcher three. 
I just hope they adapt it well. I'm more annoyed that that's still in the backlog of games I need to play. You haven't played The Witcher 3. That's been out for ages, man. Yeah, but I have such a backlog of catalog of stuff to play, and then I always get stuck in the same one with like, friends. I bought my, my current PC. Like, I'm getting it upgraded, as you know. But I bought that PC solely for the purpose of playing The Witcher 3. That's how excited I was for it. Wow. Well, I bought my PC back in the day to uh, play Minecraft. <laughs> what? Well, Minecraft, yeah. oh, you can't diss it. Like, back in the days. I love Minecraft, Minecraft man. is okay. awesome. I can top you all, though, for my first major PC build. Oh, you're I built it. Was this back in, like, 95 or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I built it to play Crisis. Crisis 1 or 2? Crisis 1, the first Ooh. one. Okay. The best one. And yeah. that was the benchmark for the next three years, four years, about that. There's always for that ritualistic trial by fire for your processors, that game. Well, Crisis yeah. 2 is still the benchmark for a PC, in my opinion, as well. No mm. way. Yes, yes. No, Crisis yeah, absolutely. 3, perhaps, in terms of graphical... Integrity, you know. But. Like, Crisis 2 was iconic in testing the capabilities of a PC. Just the Frostbite engine is yeah, amazing at doing it. that's true. Yeah. Hey, let's chew on all your resources. Okay. Okay, well, one last show <laughs> I'd like to bring up, though, is... Uh, I'm sorry about my 3 processor, okay? It was just <laughs> nice and cheap, man. Yes, exactly. Thank you. But uh, the Watchmen it's TV series. I bought it. Yeah. So, do you, do you think Watchmen can be the one? See, I loved the comic. I loved the movie. So, doesn't matter what happens. I've got where I want to be with that. I love Rorschach especially. Rorschach is such an amazing character. It's pretty much a poor Batman. <laughs> so, uh, essentially, I'll, whatever happens, happens with that. And I'll be giving it a go, but I do not believe it'll be any good. But I've been proven wrong many times. So, yeah. I think just after that season of Game of Thrones, we're hardly optimistic anymore about TV shows. Maybe that's the fantasy genre in itself, though. Maybe that's finally going to be put to rest for a tiny bit, and a show which we have no idea what it's going to be about genre-wise is going to take the next pedestal. Because, I mean, in my opinion, you know, we have, we've had Game of Thrones with fantasy. We had the Walking Dead craze with the zombies for a tiny bit. I back love in the, the day, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like it anymore. But back in the day, we, you know, we had shows like... Uh, Bones, Criminal Minds, and all that stuff. Like when they first came out, they were like the top dog. They still exist, though, and they still exist today. So, and we also had like Supernatural and whatnot as well. Oh, so, you watch. Do you also watch um, the Man do, in High Castle? Don't you dare judge Supernatural. Supernatural is my best friend. Yeah. Um, anyways, though, we're going to have to go to a song though. Um, coming up now, though, we have Disease by Calm and Collected, and that was Magic by Hot Coffee, and before that, we had Disease by Calm Collected. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex. If you're interested in requesting any music for us, please hit us up on Facebook or if you know us in person, just message us or something and we'll play the song if we have it for you. So, yeah. Anyways, though, uh, before I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm sorry, Alex. We have to. So before we went to the song, we aren't sure what happened. But something may have happened. So, do you want something to, may have happened? Yeah. So, because we we can't we can't be sure. So, what what may have happened, Alex? Well, I think I was about to say the word should, and you might have misinterpreted it for a certain swear word or not. We don't but know. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, it, that makes me hell paranoid. Yeah, it makes me paranoid because I thought I heard it, so I just went straight to that dump button and just y- in case, yeah, you, you just... know, because we have to protect the ears of us and the people of the Fremantle suburbs, you know? So we have delicate. to protect your ears. And protect everyone them. listening online. Exactly, yeah, and those yeah. listening online too. This is the first time you dumped me, 
Rock. <laughs> you know like, all about why that, wouldn't you? Do you? This to me? Oh. <laughs> no. Anyway, so. Tear by tear We are coming up to five o'clock, though, so it is now time for us to say goodbye, though. Before we say goodbye, though, just remember, check us out on Facebook, which is uh, Hump Day Vibes, of course. <laughs> and go really? Our- <laughs> yeah. <And> go- <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? And go to our website as well, which is humpdayvibes.com. You can listen to all our previous shows. Without the music, of course, because you don't have the rights to that. But who's paying attention? But either way, though, uh, it's time for us to say goodbye, though. I hope you all have a lovely afternoon and drive home safely. I hope you all have a great evening. That is so nice. And I hope you have a great evening, too. So once again, Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byron Alex. We're going to take you out with Heat of the Moment by Groove City. Bye! <laughs>